Okay, hello everybody. Stand by here on all links. About to go live here on the Sports Scope. Hello everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host Robert Butler on the most influential sports show in the country. A lot I want to talk about tonight: NBA playoffs. Uh, kudos to the New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets winning their play-in game today. Kyrie looking smooth as silk out there. Uh, love him or hate him, man, that guy's really talented. Uh, really uh, good game there also. Kevin Durant, 25 points. So it looks like they're going to get their play-in game. Going to be interesting there. Uh, they're they're going to be on the seventh seed. I can't remember who they're going to be playing now that I think about it. It's going to be an interesting series, though, either way, because of their lack of uh, defense. So tonight, going to get into the... There's some mysteries about this Dwayne Haskins death that nobody else is talking about. Uh, very sad, unfortunate uh, situation down in the Fort Lauderdale area off Interstate 595. He was hit by a dump truck. And I've got a lot of questions I want to ask and bring up here on the program. But first, and I'm also going to get into the um, new discrimination suit added on with the Brian Flores suits. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my opinion and tell you guys what I think of that. But first, lack of leadership. Uh, structure. Let's talk about structure first. Everybody needs structure. I don't care if you're a kid uh, 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 or, or if you're a senior citizen. You need some type of structure in your life. Uh, even, you know, I hated that word structure as I growing up as a kid. I, I just wanted to watch cartoons as a 10-year-old, 9-year-old, and play basketball in the backyard or wherever, and, and just chill. I didn't really want to go to school, didn't want to do none of that stuff, right? And the truth of the matter is I needed structure. I still need structure. Even if you are the owner of a big company, whether you're a worker, you're the owner of the big company, or, or you're an independent entrepreneur, you still need some type of structure, you, you, you still need some type of structure with your schedule, your routine, how, how you get up and do things, or you'll never get anything done. You know, if I didn't have any structure in my schedule, I would just lay around and eat all day. Just chill, eat. But, and, and you could see that lack of structure with the, everybody been talking about the Lakers. Frank Vogel was fired, as I mentioned last week at this time. He was likely going to be uh Fire. There's a lack of leadership. There's a lack of structure in the NBA. And now it's gotten so big, it's gotten so blatant, uh, that now the mainstream media, a rhythm and routine, thank you, Pickles, uh, that the mainstream uh, sports media has pointed out, particularly, I'm going to talk about uh, the lack of leadership in the NBA. Five players, Pickles. Five players, the most the most in NBA history, have played 82 games this year. But the Lakers, Jay Williams, former NBA player, Duke star, you know, uh, speaking of, uh, we're talking about Coach K last week. He even called this out, and it's worse than I thought. Listen up, 
talking about the Lakers and their lack of structure and the craziness and lack of a chain of command, uh, what led to this firing, and why would anybody want that job? This is yeah, him on the, uh, the, the NBA. Job. This is uh, Jay, Jay Williams. This is NBA on ESPN talking about the culture inside the Lakers organization. And it's one of the worst jobs in the NBA. I agree. Jay the, the Lakers are one of the worst jobs in the NBA. Oh, it, okay. it has one of the poorest cultures in the NBA. Okay. You just told me that. They just won a championship 19 months ago. They did. They did. And let me tell you what's happened since then. So Tyler turns down the job because they want to control who's on his staff. That is a problem. Jason Kidd, a that, guy who was on. At the time they did. I, but Keith, that's still, that's still, that's still uh, a symptom of the bigger problem. By the way, it's Keyshawn Johnson, a football player who, who hated structure, who needed plenty of structure, uh, needed a guy like a Bill Parcells to get in his rear end and a John Cruden. That's who's arguing with him, someone who needs structure. That's the other voice you hear in the background. I digress. Listen to the rest there of the There are mic. a lot of cooks in this kitchen. You have Rob Palenka. You have Kurt Rambis sitting inside coaching meetings telling Frank Vogel who his starting lineup should be after this man's won a championship. You have Jason Kidd who decides to turn down the job. You have Monty Williams, the coach of the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the NBA that says, I don't like this culture. I'm going to turn down a job. You have so many people. You, you have roster moves being made for a coach who is a defensive-minded coach, and they changed the roster without really even consulting him, losing KCP, losing Alex Crusoe. You tell me, when you have Jeannie Buss, who's trying to control things with Rich Paul, you have LeBron James and Rich Paul trying to jockey for position, you have Kurt Rambis, who is sitting inside coaching meetings, Linda you have Rambis, Linda Rambis who is consulting Jenny Buss, you have Rob Palenka, who is in working his angles, you have Magic Johnson, who's making comments on things here and there. What kind of culture is that? How can you have any autonomy? It seems like Frank Vogel was the last guy to have autonomy. You have Quinn Snyder, who's the head coach of the Utah Jazz, saying, no, I'm, I'm less interested because they fired their coach off a tweet yeah. from Woj before they even had a chance to talk to their coach. What kind of culture is this? Yeah, Rob Snyder. Why would Rob Snyder, uh, Quinn Snyder, Rob Snyder, funny comedian, of the Utah Jazz even look at that job? Why would Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors, who may knock out uh, 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 Philadelphia. Why would they want that job? That and did, did you guys hear all those names that he mentioned? There is no structure there. They make it up as they go along. There is no structure there, you know. And and, and then I found some more stuff on this. I found out that the Lakers, other than winning that bubble championship. They're one and eleven in the playoffs. In the last eleven years, that excuse they've got one playoff win in the last eleven years. And you've got, and I mentioned last week, Magic Johnson said he had a deal to bring Demar Derozan, uh, who had a career year, to play with LeBron. Not to mention that Rob Palenka is the, the the GM. Another sign of total chaos, no official set, chain of command, no structure in this organization. You see all those names he brought up? You see all that? Uh, too many cooks, not enough. Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, too many cooks spoils the stews, what, what Pickle says. Yeah, 
Yeah, this this total just and and even LeBron James brought up now he did it as a jab. He brought up Sam Presti. He's the general manager of Oklahoma City Thunder, a guy who gets in and out of big contracts like nobody's business. And this is what I do if I am Jenny Buss. First of all, we get some structure and leadership going. All right. You uh, fire everybody in management and you take your time. I think I had this conversation with you all about two years ago. But who's keeping track? Okay. Go after a Sam Presti or someone equivalent to and say, I know this is going to be about a seven-year hardcore rebuild, but what we're going to do is actually build a foundation that's an actual foundation. These are like trailer park homes on quicksand. That's what they're building on right now. Let's build a real foundation. Mr. Presti, I'm going to hire you. I'm using him for example whatever title you want to put on him, that's fine with me. President, general manager, shot caller. Shot caller. So I'm going to hire you, and you can build your staff any way you want to do it, all right? Uh, we need new scouts, you get new scouts, okay? If we need, uh, you want to do away with this coach staff, that's fine, okay? And then that general, and I, I'm going to give you seven years and then what he's probably going to do is going to go to LeBron James and say, okay, where do you want to go? Because you're not staying here. Where do you want to go, LeBron? And LeBron's going to say, okay, I want to go blah, 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 blah. And then you call that team, whatever team X or Y is, get as much as you can. Same thing with Anthony Davis. You dump uh, Russell Westbrook. You go out and hire a coach. And you draft these young kids here, young men, and you tell them, you see this right here? You see this man? You, you go out and get a coach, and you tell these players on draft day, whatever that coach asks you to do, do it, or you'll be gone. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Don't come to me. Don't come to Jenny, uh, uh, Jenny Buss. Do what we ask you to do, okay? And it, even if it takes seven years, that's what I would do. And I would get out of the way and give that power and authority to this person. That's how you deal with people like that. And there's the same story coming out. Again, five players only played. And now, mind you, we're in the world for trainers, the, the nutrition's better, the education's better. And five players played 82 games this year. This is that lack of leadership and backbone in pro sports, NBA. And I'm going to tackle the NFL here in a minute. And finally, you're starting to get the, the, the main, the main, uh, uh, the, the, the mainstream media, the commissioners even said that this is a problem. And uh, Pickle says Jerry West was an ideal shot. Yeah. And, and I've read his book. I'm watching Winning Time, uh, the start of the Lakers dynasty. It's a little exaggerated, but it's really good. They're going to do another season. And he says, no, I'm hiring this coach, and I'm getting out of the way. 
And he said that in his book about both coach, three coaches that they went through during, uh, geez, like a two-year period. It's a lot to get into. I digress. So check this out. Five players played 82 games. Dwight Powell, Kevin Looney, Mikael Bridges. Those are the three I've heard of. Uh, Denny, Avadajay, and Sakub Bay from the Pistons. This Adonajay looks like he plays for the Washington. And, and this other guy plays for the Pistons. Uh, Miguel Bridges, Kevin Looney, Dwight Powell. I know those three guys. Not even start. Not even really. These are just starters, I think. Role players. Five players. And I look back at the history of the great players in the past that has played 82 games. I mean, Bird, Jordan, played like nine years. Uh, Larry Bird, one, two, three, four, five, 82, 82. But when he wouldn't play in 82, it was 77, 79. That's 90-something percent. Even Shaq, he had his years where he played uh, Magic Johnson, 79. And the year he uh, supposedly had AIDS, just before he got HIV, 79, 79, 77, 72, 80. That's respect for the league, you know? And that's that lack of people not wanting to be. That's that's the leadership. That, what, leadership is when you make decisions that are not popular that are you're going to get criticized for but are for the greater good like making these players play games you know so with with all this all again all this technology all this dietitian all this stuff, and of course Greg Papa is just part of it with the load management stuff, right? With these most expensive seats out there to go see these guys play. And so, you know, and like I said, NBA jock sniffers like Colin Cowherd talk about this, finally said something about it. He says, players should be only can play in the All-Star game or make the All-NBA team if they uh, play 85%. That would be his proposal. Play 85% of the games. And that and that stuff is tied to your contract, your incentives. I say make it less guaranteed contracts. Have more, not, not all the way, not guaranteed. Less guaranteed. Uh, and I'll agree with him there. 85%. Take your lead back, man. Take your league back. Put your general managers and coaches. If everybody did that, it would be a player's league in air quotes. Because if Kyrie Irving in air quotes says, we'll go start our other league, you know what would happen? By the time he's 50 and he's got a 25-year-old kid, young man, trying to tell him that he's not going to play on this day and he's not going to play on that day, Guess what? He's going to have the same problems that the NBA's having now. 
You see what I'm saying? He's going to have those same problems. If you want to do away with the the back-to-backs, I'm fine with that. I've said this for, we again, like the Lakers, we've had this conversation for years, folks. Spread it out. Put these playoffs in June and July, the finals in July, no back-to-backs. You'll get better ratings, 85% to make your incentives, the NBA team defensive player of the year, scored title. I think Joel, uh, Joel LMB is probably going to win that MVP. If you get injured, that's on you. You have to play to get MVP. You have to get so many games, 85%. Okay, respect the game. Uh, Jason Woodlock said, said, John Stockton played 16 years, 82 games. He played 19 years in the NBA. And that was back in the day. That was back in the day. And I think it's good to not have back-to-backs. Why have a back-to-back if the if the star players aren't playing? You know, this is a very expensive game, the NBA. It is very expensive to go to. It's a lot of fun to go to. I went to uh, one a few years ago. My good friend Rich here, here out of Nashville, saw the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, that was with the Marcus Saul bunch. You know, I'll get into the back to the playoffs here in just a middle, little bit, jumping around. But have respect for your league, uh, less guaranteed contracts. Uh, and if you still want to play 82, play 82. But spread it out. Put the finals in July. Again, this fear from TV executives. Fear is immobilization, right? T-Boom Pickens. People can stream this stuff off their phone. Uh, You're still going to get your ratings point. Even if you're on vacation, if I'm in Vegas, I'm watching the game, man. Even if I'm on vacation, you're 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 out of town with the wife or girlfriend. She knows that you like sports. She might like to watch the game, too. You're still going to get that rating from the hotel room at night. I still say you spread it out and make these incentives and take back your league. Have some structure, L.A. Lakers. Take back your league. Stop letting players be general managers. Coaches don't make general managers, much less players. They got to work on their game. You know, don't make players be general managers. Let Coaches coach, let general managers get personnel there and deal with the salary cap. They they have they have a luxury tax in the NBA, you know, and that will fix your problems. That will fix your pro- take back your game, you know. So that is what I have to say about that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna come back to the NBA. Because I'm in, I'm, I'm in that kind of mood right now. I'm, I'm going to go to the NFL. And I'm going to talk about two NFL stories. And I'll go back to the NBA playoffs. Okay? Again, lack of leadership. Uh, weakness. Will. Uh, you can get taken advantage of. You get pushed over. There's an old saying, Pickles. Don't feed the bears. Don't feed the bears. Why? Because the bears want more and more and more. And when the bears get done eating, 
they're eventually going to eat you, right? There's another saying, uh, some days you get the bear, some days the bear gets you. But anyways, I digress. One week ago, on this show, we talked about briefly that the NFL was going to instate a, a mandatory rule. It's like 29-3 with the uh, – uh, this was in light of the Brian Flores lawsuit, okay? Uh, the NFL puts in a rule for the head coach to take in a uh, a minority assistant. No matter, it has to be a minority. It has to be someone black, and, and, and it has to be a minority uh this was like a week ago, right? This, I think it's like a two-year deal. And it's got to be offense. It's got to be – I guess there's not enough minority coaches to, who are offenses. Okay. How ironic that a week later, a week after you give in to that, without even investigating it, black or female – thank you for pickles to black people. One week later, two more coaches jump on – the lawsuit, the racial discrimination lawsuit, Brian Flores against the NFL. Now, let me just be clear with you. I had this conversation with my dad the other day, folks. And I don't take up for the owners, okay? But when I see BS, I'm going to call BS, okay? Owners should pay for their own stadiums. They should pay for their own renovations, not the taxpayers. We show up if everybody had that. And if some 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 owners do. I want to say the guy in, in, in L.A. does, the Walton guy. And, and, but I, th- I think Jerry Jones, as much as I criticize, I think for the majority, I'm on 99% sure Jerry Jones pays for his stuff. But a lot of them don't. They want you, the taxpayer. So I'm not taking up for the owners. But when I see stuff like this, this is out of the garden, Guardian. Um, not necessarily a pro owner website. So this is this is a story here. Okay, I'm gonna read this because I'm, I'm gonna make some comments on this. Two more co- two more NFL coaches joined Brian Flores' racial discrimination lawsuit, according to the Guardian. Two more coaches join this lawsuit, which alleges the league is racially segregated and managed much like a a plantation. That's in quotation marks. The updated lawsuit adds coaches Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton. Wilkes uh, alleges he was discriminated against the Arizona in 2018, and Horton claims he was subject to discriminatory discriminatory treatment when he was interviewed for the Tennessee Titans head coach in position back in 2016. The rewritten lawsuit from Flores also criticized the NFL for its response to the lawsuit he brought against the team several weeks ago. A release from the lawsuit attorney says Mr. Wilkes was hired as a bridge quarterback and was not given meaningful chance to succeed. But let, let, let's go back here. The NFL, this is from Brian Flores, is racially segregated and managed much like a plantation. Okay, so Brian Flores says that in the original lawsuit. The NFL is managed like a plantation. Okay, so Brian, let me ask you this. If this is 
true what you're saying. Your word's not mine. Why did you take the job after after filing this lawsuit against this racist league? Why did you take a job with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Why did you take a job on the plantation? Why did Colin, who also says it's racist, Colin Kaepernick, right? He puts out a Netflix documentary about the slavery of the NFL, the plantation, same reference. Why are you at Michigan's pro day? Now, I think it was their spring game trying out for NFL teams. Answer those two questions. Let's go back to Brian Flores. Why did you do that? Why didn't you go to an HBC, historically black college, if you want to keep it real, at the college level while this suit is pending? Answer that question. All right? As far as these other lawsuits, again, calling balls and strikes, but uh, you can't say this on Twitter, but I'm going to tell you the truth, what I really think, because I call BS when I see it. All right? Now, the Rooney Rule, which says you have to interview a minority or somebody, uh, uh, whatever, that's external. Keep that word in mind. External for your job. We're head coaching position. So you, this has been in play for, for 20 years. The Rooney Rule has been in play for over uh, right at 20 years, Okay. So Arizona Cardinals coach Ray Horton says in 2000, he, he was hired as a bridge quarterback, all right? He was fired after one season. Uh, no, excuse me, uh, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes for Arizona, 2018, was fired as a bridge quarterback to, or a uh, head coach. Now, you say, well, that's wrong. He's black. He should have got more time to coach the Arizona Cardinals one year. I agree. It wasn't because he was black. Was he the only coach that got fired after one year of being a coach? No. Urban Meyer, who blocked me on Twitter, which I think I take that as a badge of honor, by the way. And that's another story. But uh, I may actually get to that later. Urban Meyer was fired after one year. He's white. He's not black. Okay, so that argument kind of don't have no weight. Uh, Tim, Tom, what's this guy's name? Um, he's got an oddball name, Gassini, whatever. Oh, Lord. Jim Tom Sula, San Francisco, 2015. Uh, one year, not black, by the way. Fired after one year. Just wasn't a good fit. So that's two right there. So that debunks that. And by the way, Steve Wilkes still gets paid. Still gets paid. Ray Horton. Uh, he was interviewed by the Tennessee Titans. Well, the Titans wanted to hire Mike Malarkey in-house. But they're just going by the rule. The rule is you have to interview. And I don't want people's... Uh, I do not want people's time to be wasted. That's why I'm not a fan of the Rooney Rule. And by the way, for the record, let's 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 hit this home, folks. There's 20 percent 
of the general managers in the NFL right now are black. That's more than the national average. Okay. Since Brian Flores filed this lawsuit, two more, two more coaches that are minorities have been have been hired. One in Tampa, one in Miami. Ironically, the one who replaced them. Another debunk about that's not the media is not talking about Brian Flores. The main reason he was fired because he bumped heads with a guess what? A black general manager. His name is Chris Greer. So it's really, and Ray Horton, and all this comes stems from lack of leadership by Roger Cadell, who believes in, hold on, hold on, let me, let me change out my, It started by Roger Goodell, who believes in what we talked about before, right? He listens to our our, our sports media, who gets their information for, and this ain't right, left, or, or political, radical, radical Twitter. Yes, I said it. Radical Twitter. He's weak. He's weak. He hires weak people who respond, and again, I take matters like this serious too. If I am the commissioner for a day and you bring this to my desk, you know what I'm going to say publicly? I'm going to handle it different than what they said. I'm going to say, you know, we take these allegations very seriously and, and, and we're going to put, since we already have in place in air quotes, an investigation team that we use to investigate all these crimes. We shouldn't investigate. We should leave that to law enforcement. That's a different story, but we're going to investigate these allegations. And if they, if we, if our team, not one, if our team finds out that these allegations are true, we're going to pay you quickly and we're going to advise all 32 teams to hire you good men because Brian Flores is a good football coach. But, but, if we find these, which I think they are, to be nonsense and not true, we're going to countersue you. We're going to countersue you for damaging the reputation of our shield, okay, and and our legal fees, mainly apology. And that cuts it out. That's leadership, Pickles. That's not backing down from the woke culture pushed by Twitter. Oh, God, Robert, you can't do that. That's racist. I say, yeah, call me what you want to call me. But at least you're calling me, right? Call me what you want to call me. But the the mob, our Twitter mob and media, they'll make a big deal about that early. You know what happened after that? All that will go away. You say, that's a terrible pick. No, no, that's having back. Daniel Stern, David Stern, the former commissioner, he was called everything but his name when he put in the dress code in the NBA. The players took to it. They liked it. They liked to wear the suits. But he was called everything, put in rap songs and all that. So that's what would happen to uh, to me if I'm the commissioner. You're going to come at me. 
It's all fade with the wind. Because the NFL, the NFL is what people that do not want. See, that's a handout right there. See, he gave the handout, and they saw weakness, see. These two coaches who don't have a leg to stand on. Now, I don't like the Brody Brewer. I, 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 I hate it for you because it wastes your time. They don't have a leg to stand on from everything I read. They said, we're going to get some more stuff from the NFL. See, it's just a principle to me that ticks me off. And I'm really irritated with Cadell. And these owners, they just they don't care. They just make the money. But if I'm commissioner, I'm sorry to tell you what, if we don't find out, we find out this is bogus, we're going to counter sue, man. That's that's a guarantee. But if we find out they're legit, we're going to pay this thing off. We're going to advise to, we're going to make some change. We're going to do all this, you know. Now, is there problems in the NFL and hiring? Yes, there is. I'm out of Nashville, Tennessee. The real story, from what I understand, Bud Adams, Jeff Fisher, Pickles, he was not fired. Jeff Fisher, Coach Fisher, used to coach Stephen there, Tennessee Titans, for lack of scheme and not winning, but that should have been the main reason because his scheme was dated and everything. He should have been fired, or he was supposedly fired because he wanted to hire his son. Fresh out of college from Montana, right? Go right on the NFL team. That's a problem. That's a problem that I see. Was it Shane Beamer? Uh, Frank Beamer's son is one of the youngest coaches in the SEC. Well, he was born on third base. Uh, Bill Belichick's son, Pickles, works with the Patriots. That's a problem. My rule would be uh, no coach is, uh, no coach, son, brother-in-law, son-in-law cannot work on the staff. I just think that's just, it's bad optics. It's nepotism. It's just bad optics, you know. And I understand that, hey, just like I can't help it, the fact that I was born just outside them projects from the Titan Stadium, they can't help. They were born on third base. Sean McVay cannot help. He was born on third base. I'm not saying they should not get jobs in the NFL. I'm just saying that you cannot hire your son. It just don't look good. You know, uh, no nepotism. Take out nepotism. It, and Bud Adams was right. This was This was like 15, 18 years ago. He said, no, no. And then Fisher's like, okay, well, quit. well, yeah. well, you're not doing anything anyways. Your scheme is outdated. And, and, and that's what happened. But so that that's how I would handle that situation. Uh, you start feeding the bears, you're just going to keep on feeding. You're going to keep on. And that's, that's Cadell. You know, have some leadership, make a decision. Don't worry about the criticism. This is a strong league. This league is built. Anybody can make it in the NFL. If you can run and can take a hit, you can make it. And if you don't have to be the biggest guy in the world, you don't have to be the strong. You have to be tough. And any guy from any walk of life can make the NFL. That's the beauty of it. The NFL has, they put a, uh, let's go with a hundred new millionaires out. That's a conservative number, a hundred. And because I'm talking about the draft, we got the draft coming up this month. 
100 new millionaires, 70% of them, according to the statistics, are minority. Uh, the NFL, if it was so racist, signed a black guy, and I endorsed it, to the highest guaranteed contract in NFL history, $230 million, uh, Deshaun Watson, with 22 uh, civil uh, sexual assault suits pending against him. That's your racist NFL, Twitter. And, of course, they got hell for that. that I mean, but I endorsed it. That, I mean, that, that's a whole different subject. I mean, that's just, but Deshaun Watson. So, again, do away with the Rooney rule. Do away with nepotism. You've got 20% is the guys doing the hiring, okay? They're black. That's even better than a coach because they're the guy hiring the coach. They shouldn't be forced to hire a minority. And another thing to throw in that Jason Whitlock, black guy, Twitter hates him because he tells the truth. Um, he says, you know something? The Dolphins are the most wokest team in the league. They had the most blackest organization, general managers, coaches, the biggest staff in the whole league. So it's really hard to do. But while I'm on the Dolphins, I'm not a big Stephen Ross fan. I'm about to call him an idiot. I'm about to call him an idiot. Okay, switching gears, staying with the Dolphins. According to the Boston Globe, that story about uh, Tom Brady, before this Brian Flores lawsuit came about, Tom Brady, that turned out to be true. Tom Brady was supposed to retire, stay retired, and the Dolphins, again, it's stupid, so I believe it. It's stupid. It's a headline driver. Tom Brady was supposed to, uh, the Dolphins were going to work out a trade to bring Brady out of retirement, trade with the with the Bucks because he's still under contract. And, of course, Sean Payton, who's still under contract, which means the Dolphins would have had to use their trade capital to trade for Sean Mc, Mc, uh, uh, Payton, the former Saints coach, because he's still under contract and Tom Brady, and Brady's going to be made part owner and player. So, okay, so you're trading all this stuff to get him. He's going to play one year, and then what are you going to do with Tua? And then what are you going to do with no draft capital and his contract money still on your books? What are you going to do with the Dolphins? That sounds like the stupidest thing ever, and Tom Brady and Sean Payton should be counting their blessings that, that Brian Flores did sue the Miami Dolphins because it sounded like an idiotic idea because you're going to have to trade, trade for a guy who's going to play probably one year or two. I think, let me tell you something about Brady. Love Brady. He's, he's best to go. I get it. He's going to play one year too many. He's going to play one year too many. But what the Dolphins are going to do, and again, this is all Stephen Ross. This sounds such like a headline-grabbing, no-sense-making kind of proposition court the Boston Globe. Bring in a player, play one year, probably, or two, you know, and then go be an owner somewhere, a minority owner of the team. And then what's Sean Payton going to do? He's going to be stuck there trying to find another quarterback for years. 
But the Dolphins make the headlines. The Dolphins will be the talk. So that's why I believe it, because it sounds so stupid. That's Stephen Ross for you. Again, just because I I spoke up for the owners don't mean I care for the owners, okay? I just call balls and strikes and BS as I see it, Pickles, okay? Okay. Now to a more somber moment here. Um, Saturday. I'm, I'm doing my laundry. I'm messing around with my phone, waiting for my clothes to dry. Read this headline. Dwayne Haskins, uh, former Ohio State quarterback, Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback, uh, hit by a car and killed on 595, which is a, I've been to Miami, I've been to Fort Lauderdale. That is a bypass of 95. Interstate 95, Pickles, is a busy, busy interstate. And that's a bypass. That I'm out of Nashville. That's like 440. That's a pretty busy interstate. If you just read this from a, from afar, you think highway. Does that mean it's got red lights? No, there's no red lights. This is a interstate, a small interstate, but this is interstate. The way, and, and of course, Adam Scheffner gets gets heat for it. Now you know I threw him under the bus last week. Adam Scheffner. Gets heat for it, as he said, the guy struggled, which he did, you know, struggling to to catch on, uh, play for Washington and Pittsburgh. But that's, that's a different part of this story. Okay, there are questions about this wreck. Six lanes, 90 miles an hour, foot pickle says. This is questionable. Okay, I have searched. I thought about this all weekend. I just went on the website uh, about an hour before I came on the program, Pickles. Okay. One report, one said unverified sources, unverified information says that his car ran out of gas and he was walking to get gas. Today, that was the other day, and that was a local Fort Lauderdale uh, website. Every other website, the national people, CNN, Fox News, NFL, ESPN, uh, Fort Lauderdale, NBC, uh, Miami, uh, you name it, I checked it out. Nobody else, they all say that this information, this information is not all been verified this is still under investigation police are being limited on the release of the information of this particular case and you know he was supposedly going down there to work out with uh, with another quarterback chase claypool uh uh mitch trubisky throwing with chase claypool Najee harris and all that now why was he walking why was he bingo pickles toxicology report why are you walking at local time the six o'clock hour on a busy interstate a man called 911 before he was hit by this dump truck and said there is a man walking in traffic not on the side 
walking in the traffic. I am worried about him. People are veering over. Okay? I'll bring this up because a few years ago, back in 2016, Chandler Jones, does that ring a bell, Pickles? Chandler Jones, former uh, New England Patriot, was smoking synthetic marijuana, he claims. Not marijuana, synthetic marijuana. He was outside of a police station on his knees uh, with a T-shirt on and uh, shorts and a T-shirt praying in a parking lot. Totally just... And the uh, that he was taken to a hospital. The police department took him to the hospital. He said, I had a bad reaction. So I look up, what the heck is synthetic marijuana? What's the difference? Synthetic marijuana is made from a laboratory. Uh, it can cause hallucinations. Uh, it can cause people to, to do crazy things. It, 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 it is described as like an LSD. Even though it's, uh, from what I read, it's more like a hallucinant. I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is on drugs. But this sounds more like something of that merit. There was no car found with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, people say he sounds suicidal. I thought so too, but he was happy the day before. There's a video, Pickles, of him. Uh, talking to about Burberry with Najee Harris. He just signed a one-year deal to continue, to continue to play with the Pittsburgh Steelers to compete with Trubisky, Mason, Rudolph. So if he, I, I want the toxicology, and I understand this guy's got a family. He's a young man. This is very sad and depressing. But we also would like to find out if he was doing something like a synthetic marijuana, I, I, check this out, Pickles. I emailed a story to myself. This is from BuzzFeed a few years ago. 24 horrible stories of edible marijuana highs gone bad. 24 horrible stories of edible Marijuana highs go bad. So this is not your... And, I, and I'm a teenager. I smoke pot, okay? I didn't like it. Gain weight. You know, some people say it makes you paranoid. But this is made in a lab. Synthetic marijuana. And this sounds like that type of situation. I hope that it can get looked at, Okay. Um, uh, again, I mentioned Adam Scheffner. Uh, I wouldn't have said that he was struggling when you first, and you're the first person to break that story. I would have just said, we'll give you some context. Former Ohio State star, he put out in a tweet and he got roasted for it. If I'm uh, Adam Scheffner, I'm just saying, listen, Dwayne Haskins, former Ohio State standout, Washington football team, and, and, and Pittsburgh Steelers was ran over by a dump truck, and, and pronounced dead at the scene. That's all I would have said. I wouldn't have said nothing about struggling. He got roasted for it. And Pickle said it may have been meth. I don't know, but it needs to be looked at. It sounds too suspicious. 
if I, I, I'm, I'm putting my pride aside, if I'm that parent of him, and I want to raise awareness, if this is some kind of drug that he was taking, I want, I don't want somebody else's son or daughter to get hit by a car doing this mysterious drug. If there is a drug, maybe he what? Maybe he did break down. But and then, but it didn't say why didn't he use the phone? Why didn't he use the phone? Uh, why wasn't the car found or the vehicle found? None of that's mentioned. None of that is mentioned. I know people get ashamed, and and, and hopefully we'll get to know more about this story, the side story, the lack of empathy for the guy. Listen to what um, longtime NFL scout Gail Brandt Pickles used to be for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure Jim Jeff Cole knows who Gil Brandt is, you know. Gil Brandt says he made an insensitive comment. Uh, I'm trying to look for it now. And he made an insensitive comment. This is, uh, by the way, this is Scheffner's apology. Of Dwayne Haskins and the tweet that I posted this weekend. It was insensitive. It was a mistake. And I can assure you is not my intention. I- so yeah, he that's his that's his apology. So Gail Brandt on XM Radio Sunday morning Saturday morning just said what he thought, man. And and I and I've got it, pickles, and I'm gonna play it. I don't care how long it's gonna take for me to find it, because it's pretty interesting. Okay, here's Gail Brandt. I wanna say you ever read on NFL radio when asked about Dwayne Haskins. This is Gail Brandt, former longtime Dallas Cowboy uh, scout, uh, 90 years old. I didn't know who's that old. Check this out. Very insensitive. I'll talk about it after the bite. You did chronicle his career very close. Got to know the, the young man a little bit, but also from a scouting standpoint, you were you, you uh, analyzed him over the years at Ohio State and, and coming into league with the Washington Commanders and then going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, it's a terrible tragedy and and what wanted your thoughts on that? And also on the player, because you did chronicle his career very closely. Well, you know, Dan, uh, I hate any time anybody is killed or anybody dies. Uh, but he was a guy that was living to be dead, so to speak. Living uh, to be dead. You know, they told him, don't, under any circumstances, leave school early. You just, you just don't have the work habits. You don't have this. You don't have that. What did he do? Left school early. Uh, I always can remember this. Uh, we invited players to the draft. And he was one of the players we invited to the draft. And uh, he, we were told, no, uh, uh, we're, uh, we're going to have our own party. His own party was uh, a party at the bowling alley. Charged him 50 bucks to get into the bowling alley for his party. Uh, it was always something, you know. It, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I'm never offside, but they keep calling me for offside. Is what it is. So, you know, it, it's a tragic thing. Anytime anybody dies, it's tragic, uh, and especially when you're 24 years old and you got to hold your whole life ahead of you. Uh, but um, you know, maybe if he'd have stayed in school a year, uh, he wouldn't do silly things. I mean, I don't when you're jogging on a highway. Uh, you know, on a road like that, <laughs> at least it open because I now that's an old man with no filter pickers. Uh, he jogging on the highway like that. 
Now, he is he's a straight shooter, like Pickle says. Uh, Jason Whitlock says he, he's a typical 90-year-old. He don't have a filter. He just says what he thinks, uh, sensitive or not. Now, later on to his defense, he did say, I, I was way out of line. Uh, I, I, he apologized for it. And Listen, guys, just between us, okay, I'm guilty of it too. Uh, when I first read this, uh, I, I, when I'm doing my laundry, doing my routine, I read it about mm, that, uh, 10.30 Central Time, just when it actually broke, the story broke. And the first thing was, oh, my God, this is crazy. This is horrible. My second thought was, well, they're probably going to draft another quarterback because they've got Mason Rudolph and uh, Mr. Trubisky. Now, that's a terrible way to think. So I had to catch myself to realize, hey, this guy's got parents. I think he just recently got engaged. And, yes, okay, some of these guys are immature. Guess what? I don't know if I can handle that at 24. I don't know if I could. I mean, you need some strong, strong leadership around you, good mentorship to be able to handle being an NFL quarterback at 24 years old getting that first big check. Uh, he was immature. We all are at some point. Uh, we just, uh, we all mature at different ages, and, and, that, and that's okay. I mean, it's it's life. The guy was just a little immature. We can see that. Uh, Baker Mayfield's immature. He's a starting quarterback, you know. Uh, Miguel Brandt, you know, he, he, he apologized, but we, we do have a tendency uh, I see in myself of thinking of these guys have pieces to puzzles rather than young people still trying to figure it out just because they can play a game really good, that they're still human beings. And, and you know, I'm glad that Brandt did apologize. And and I believe, even though I've thrown Scheffner under the bus, I believe, you know, his apology too, and I don't really care for the guy. You know, he is a little weird. I said, everything I said last week, I still stand by. But some people are saying for him to get fired. You know, that's that cancel culture, though. They wanted Adam Scheffner to get fired for that. Gail Brandt don't care. He's 90. He's got a lot of pensions. And he's got, you know, at 90, you pretty much got one foot in the grave. Did on Lanana Pill anyways, you know. Read North Dallas 40. I saw the movie. I remember. And... What's that guy? Mike Golick Bickles says that North Dallas 40, and I've seen the movie a couple times, pretty good. He said that's the most truest movie to the NFL out there. That was just a few years ago. This movie came out in the 70s. The realistic, uh, the realities, the coldness of the NFL. Uh, Bobby Wagner, guys, talk about the coldness found out through Twitter that he got cut by the Seattle Seahawks. The heart and soul of that defense found out that he got cut through social media rather than uh, the general manager of Pete Carroll himself. That's just crap. You know, treat them right. I still believe in hard nose everything, but yeah, treat guys like human beings, you know? Going back to the NBA, uh, again, uh, kudos to 
this uh, – I think they're playing Boston next, Pickles. Uh, uh, Nanette State, they have advanced out of the one-and-done game. They've played uh, Cleveland. I don't know what – last I checked, Minnesota's at the beginning of the game. They were leading uh, the L.A. Clippers, okay? But as far as the NBA playoffs are concerned, if I can find my NBA playoff notes, okay, my comments on the playoffs. Here's a few things to think about. Philadelphia is probably going to get the MVP, Joel LMB. Won the scoring title, didn't he? Well, they got to play Toronto. They're 0-3 pickles against Toronto. And in the regular season, two of those games are with James Harden. If they lose, if, Nets to get Boston. Pickle says Nets to play. That's going to be a great series. That will probably be a high score in six or seven game. I'll probably wager it, Pickles. Uh, Toronto's going to play Philadelphia. But if Toronto beats Philadelphia and one of the uh, the, the uh, Philadelphia players is not vaccinated, uh, he cannot play in Toronto. I think it's uh, five or whatever. It's not... James Harden or Embiid or uh, Harris. It's not those three. Uh, they're going to be in trouble. Barkley thinks that they're going to be in trouble. I think it's probably, I think Philadelphia probably win it in about six or seven games. But if they don't, if they don't, I think Doc Rivers could be the fall guy. Yeah, I said it, Doc Rivers. Uh, they should have beat Atlanta last year. That caused a whole chaos with the Ben Simmons thing. And uh, Doc Rivers could be. That's my that's my uh, thought on that. He could get fired. Dallas, uh, Dallas, I think's out. I think I think Dallas is done. Uh, calf strain. No, no real timetable on Luka Doncic coming back. I think Dallas will be in trouble. It's unfortunate. I like watching Luka. Uh, Boston. Boston success, according to a couple of the uh, insiders, uh, a friend of mine's a good inside Boston. Uh, he thinks Robert Williams could be an issue for them, not having him back. Robert Williams. So I think the Nets will probably win, but Boston, who knows? Uh, you know, the way Jalen Brown has been playing, and of course their main player, his name is slipping my mind, they're a wild card, really. Hold on, guys. Let me switch out my... Boston is Jason Tatum. Excuse me. So Tatum and Brown, uh, new coach and staff, new attitude, good team chemistry. Uh, we'll see. A lot of veterans, a lot of bench depth on Boston. Uh, we'll see. Now, if... If Durant and, and Irvin play like they did tonight, I'll take the Nets in that series. You know, if Robert Williams can come back, maybe they can get all the way to the finals. I like the Heat, but I'm not sure about their offense down the stretch. But I like their defense. I like their grit. I like their depth. I like their coaching in Miami. A lot is working in their favor, Okay. All right, um, Memphis. 
What's the storyline for Memphis? The storyline for Memphis is they're the number two team in the West. They've got a young rising superstar. They got a deep team. They got a good defensive team. Uh, Memphis, uh, you've got to win a series. You can't be one and done here. I think they will. I think they're going to probably win two, probably get to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but Memphis, you cannot just be zero, one and done. You cannot do it. As far as everybody else, there's just too many injuries. Jamal Murray's not back. Uh, Steph Curry's not back. So I'm not really concerned about the Lakers or the Lakers, the Denver Nuggets, nor the the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, just not really sure about Minnesota or or uh, L.A. Clippers. But, you know, with Chris Paul being back, the fact that uh, that Phoenix has been there before, the emergence of Devontae Booker, that team chemistry there, the fact that they've been there last year, I think it's going to be a rematch, but Phoenix will probably end up winning this time. Milwaukee's still got everybody, you know, other than P.J. Tucker. Uh, Milwaukee's going to be a force to be reckoned with, you know. And Pickle says Memphis is they were 18 and 2 without uh without Ja Moran. Uh one of the best rim protectors, Steven Adams, in the game. They've got, uh, I think his name, uh, Dane, I can't remember. They've got a three-point shooter there that has broke Mike Miller's single season record. Uh they've got a lot working for them. They got some depth. Uh Defense, depth, everything you really need, except they haven't done it. They haven't done it yet. They have to win a series. And and Pickles is making my case. Minnesota, Memphis has got to win a series. We know what Phoenix can do. You know, I just don't Desmond Bain. Thank you. He said Desmond Bain's he broke that three-point record set by Mike Miller. Mike Miller's a great talent. The three-point shot, guys. Uh, I, again, I think it's wide open this year. Like Miami can go. Memphis can go to the finals. Uh, Phoenix can go. Uh, the East is really open. The Nets, if they get Ben Simmons back, and there's a report he's going to be back, according to Sean Shramia, they could still go. You know, I don't think I don't think the Bulls are going to make it. Uh, Boston is is a wild card. But they can go. Boston, Miami, okay. Uh, if Philadelphia can get past Toronto, maybe Toronto goes. It's really just, it's nip and tuck. That's how you want it. So that's a good story. The East is very competitive, very talented. But to end the show, you know, these teams, you, you have to honor the regular season. And you have to take back control of your teams. Don't let the players run the league. Let the players play, pay the players. Let, let, let's take the league more serious. Keep the league competitive, okay? And if you guys like the show, share the show. I'm out of notes. I did want to say this, that Urban Meyer, going back to Urban Meyer, you know, I was trying to see what he said about Going back to Dwayne Haskins, I couldn't find it. I had to go on my other Twitter account, and I found out that he blocked me. And he said today he's going back into TV. 
And I was wondering, I look back at my history. I've never tweeted at Ur- Urban Meyer. I've talked about him on the program. I've hashtagged it, but I never directly. The t- only thing I tweeted at Urban Meyer was, thank you for watching Sports Go. That's what I said to Urban Meyer Pickles. And he blocked me for that. I take that as a badge of honor. And I tell him that to his face. I don't care. You know, I admire the guy. I don't care if he don't like what I got to say. But at least I'm being honest, you know. So have a good night, everybody. Uh, Again, check in for your notifications. Uh, Something big breaks, I'll stop and break in. I didn't break in much last week. I got really busy in my day job. But I will. And um, again, I'll be on next week around this time. I'll be on the Mac and Jack and Jim show Sunday. I'll be on their Super Bowl show, Northeast Streaming Network, live there on a draft night just a few weeks from Thursday, folks. And I'm trying to work on a draft myself, a mock draft, to see what I can do. Uh, not sure if I'm going to get one done, but I'm going to try. Very interested in working on it this weekend. So have a good night, everybody. I'll see you next week. Otherwise, same time, same place here on Sports Scope. Thank you, podcast. <laughs>